all right? My name's Paul, I've got autism, and I was diagnosed when I was 34. And I've decided to make videos. Um, I'll stop saying all this at some point because hopefully people will watch the others before they come to this. You know, you wouldn't watch a TV series out of order. I don't want you doing that with me, all right? Um, sorry if the setup, the change of scene is bothersome, um, but I've, I've moved my computer desk in my man cave um, to put it against the back wall instead of the side wall. And unfortunately, this is just the view uh, that comes with it. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, if anyone wonders where I got the lamp from behind me, I don't know. I got it from a, a place, a, a, a website, HomeWise or something it was called. It's from some place in Holland and I just really like the weird lamps. All right. Um, not that anyone's going to ask. Anyway, I'm obviously going off on tangent straight away my curse. So I want to have a natter today about COVID. And I know it's boring because it's been around for ages and, you know, there's never anything good about it. But um, I don't want to do a video like I've watched. And I've watched a lot of videos where it's been really negative. And that's the one thing COVID has been for me. COVID, C-19 has not been negative for me. Um, you know, and I will obviously go into that. I don't want you to just think, you know, I'm being selfish. I understand that it's been a bad experience for a lot of people. I understand that it's not been fun for a lot of people with autism, with routines that have now been broken. Um, and obviously, you know, people have lost their homes, lost their jobs, and some people have killed themselves because they've all of a sudden just been cut off from the world. That's crazy. You know? Um, but, you know, that's, that's everyone else and they can do podcasts of their own. Um, but I want to talk about things from my perspective and I'm going to be completely honest. There has been nothing negative about COVID in my life. It's been a blessing, if anything. And yeah, I'm not talking about all the people who died. I get it. I'm not having a dig at people who passed away or lost the jobs, lost the homes, you know, none of that. All right. That is known. I'm literally now talking about me. All right. So don't flame me for it. Okay. Um, but honestly, I will be very sad when the world goes back to normal. I really will. Because it's, I have to live in a world that's designed for everyone else all the time. You know, I have to fake laugh at things I'm not interested in. I have to get stuck in busy traffic. I have to get caught up in rush hour. I have to avoid shopping at certain times because that's when it's going to be busier. I have to avoid going to the shops on certain days because people will be there trying to push credit cards on me or change your energy supplier, them cold callers again, you know, but cold callers in the streets. Um, horrible as it sounds, I have to avoid homeless people because, you know, they always put themselves in strategic locations and I don't carry cash. And even if I did, you know, it's like you feel pressure to give, uh, the world is a mess is what I'm trying to say. And I have to live in that mess and the chaos and the busyness and the sensory overload. I have to live in that world every single day, 24 hours a day, all my life. And the only time I get off is when I'm asleep. And that's no way to live. It tires you out. So when I keep saying I am now tired, you know, I'm not, hopefully I'm not looking old enough to be an old age pensioner. I'm not there yet, but I feel that tired because. I've constantly had to live in this world of busy and a world that's not designed for me. But with COVID, the world has become a world that's more for me. You know, like uh, 
if I went to Costa Coffee or uh, Cafe Nero or other famous, you know, coffee um, outlets or your local ones, support your local outlets. Um, I'd support mine more, but the coffee's horrible. Uh, but yeah, you know, just going out to eat, going out for something to drink. If I go now or when lockdown's lifted, like it was in sort of the interim area in England after we had a lockdown and then it lifted before we had another lockdown and then it lifted and another lockdown. Within those times, it it was perfect. You know, it means I could go out to restaurants. It meant I could go and sit in coffee shops because 50% of the tables were gone. <laughs> you know, and they brought in rules which should really be in there anyway because they're not bad rules. I love structure. I can't help it. You know, but it was like, if you're queuing up, I'm going to pick on Cafe Nero and Costa Coffee because I use them a lot more than I would a restaurant. But, you know, when you go in, usually you can have an entire family stood in the queue. You know, and it looks like there's seven people getting served before you, but really it's one person ordering seven drinks. Whereas now, it, or, you know, what it was is sort of only one person can queue. Or maybe two, depending on the amount you're getting. But basically, if one person can carry the drinks, one person needs to be in the queue. And I was like, yeah, that's better because otherwise it's just wasted people in the way. And then you had to be seated. And I like that as well because I've been in Costa Coffee a thousand times where there'll be a student sat on a table of six by themselves and they walked in by themselves, took up the biggest table, stay there for two hours to use the, you know, with a glass of water so they can use the uh, electric when they're on the laptop and then go again. Like, that's rude, you know? So at least if you're one person or two people, you get seated on a two-person table. Structure, I like it. Moving half the tables so you can actually have more space. Perfect. You know, there was a place in Manchester, and I don't know if it's still there, but it was called Albert's, and I went once. And it was so tightly packed with all the tables and chairs next to each other. They don't need a booking system. You might as well just say, show up. We'll just sit you next to everybody else anyway, you know, and you would sit there. And if you were there with someone you knew, you were kind of having to whisper or use your hands because other people were so close next to you that you just shared conversation, you know, and I don't go out to eat with everybody else, you know, <laughs> um, but, it, you know, the, the reduction of tables just meant it felt more isolated anyway. And you were there enjoying your time with a product you'd paid for in an establishment you'd paid to be in. And it just worked better for me, you know, it really did. Um, so, you know, that sort of setup really worked. And I found that going around town itself has got like 25% of the people it usually would have, you know. So usually it was just busy with people and people just going into town to get a pie and then sit on a bench and just fill town up for no reason. You know, now people are there solely to do what they were there to do. They may be just coming out at dinner time to get something to eat from a takeaway that's open. And just less people being around means I can actually go out at normal times now. You know, I don't have to wait until Tuesday at eight o'clock in the evening to go and do food shopping, which is what I always usually have to do because that's for me, my study for my local area is that's when the shops are the quietest to do your shopping. Um, you know, nature got better and I like that. I can look out of my, uh, like say if I go in the back garden at night now, I can see stars, 
know, I'm from Manchester originally, and you don't see stars, you know, in the city centre because just all the pollution, all the smog. But because there's less traffic, you know, the water's cleaner in the local river. You can actually see fish in it. You can see the stars at night. There's not as many cars on the roads. There's not as many traffic jams. Honestly, I just find this way of living better. I find the structure better. I appreciate nature. You know, going going out the house, I can actually do with less stress in my mind now. And plus, you know, I, I meet a lot of people for the first time with my job. And a lot of people are in the shake hand gang. You know, they always want to go, hello, how are you? Shake your hand. And I hate that. I don't need to touch you to be your friend. You know, we can say hello and it means just as much as to whether I shake your hand or kiss you on both cheeks. I don't want your slaver on my face, stranger. You know, I've always found that strange. I don't, I don't want to do that either. Just let's just acknowledge each other and crack on. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, it's been better for that because I've not had to come into contact with people, you know. don't have to give them a hug. I don't like being touched. Um, you know, and I get other people do, but not me, you know. So it, it, lock, lockdown has been great for me, and I'm going to be very sad when it's lifted. I just wish they would learn from this time and go, what we were doing was too much. You know, we were too busy. We were too selfish. We were too greedy. We were wanting too much too soon. And we ruined things. You know, nothing ever gets done when we don't pay attention to it. So let's learn from lockdown. Let's take the better parts of it and try and implement it in society. And no, I don't have any answers of how they could do that. Um, I just know it's, it's going to be a shame when we have to go back to normal for me. Um, and, you know, I'll, I could be the only person saying that. And if that's the case, fair enough. And obviously, we'll go back anyway, whether I want us to or not. But genuinely, I just, it will be a shame, you know. Um, it, I, but then, you know, there are the other issues of, you know, people who've killed themselves because lockdown has been horrible for them because it's been such a change for their life. And, you know, the families have been sad and, you know, people who are extroverts have been saying that they, they, their introvert friends need to look out for them now. You know, but what I will say is the extroverts I know never, ever look in on me being an introvert to see if I'm all right. Mm -mm. But then they wanted me to look in on them when, uh, when COVID happened, you know? Um, but I think what, you know, just saying that, you know, people killed themselves because they all of a sudden had to stay home. Maybe people now need to just, you know, people who are extroverts, people who are in power, people who've had to stay inside should pay a bit more attention now to the mental health of the people who are like me, who struggle to go out, who struggle to talk to people, who struggle to go shopping, who can't go out on a Saturday until it's a certain time because it's too busy and overloading for them. It'd be great if they paid attention to say, you know, how can we do this? How can we help? You know, like my local Sainsbury's with those people who want to wash your cars in every aisle. I wish they would leave an aisle free where they don't wash cars so people like me could just go and park the car without having people in high-vis jackets running over to you, screaming at you, do you want your car washed? If I did, I wouldn't be hiding behind the other cars, you know? So that'd be great. You know, autism hour in shops. I know it's a thing, but it's not a well-known thing where I live. You know, and it's always like, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, 
You know, that's a bit early. How about making it from 12 till 1? Or making it from 2 till 3? Or what about people like me who work? You know, what? make it make an hour a bit less. Have more than one hour, <laughs> you know? Um, I just think more could be done to facilitate people like me, like potentially you, you know? Um, but it's it's not been negative. Not been negative. And I am going to be sad when it's lifted. It means I'm going to have to go back to choosing my times to leave the house. Um, you know, choosing my routes of walking when all these people start selling things in the streets again. <sighs> Gonna be rubbish, isn't it? But for now, it's still on. You know, everyone's having the jabs. Great. I'm very happy about that. It's going to come around where I'll have to have mine. Do I like needles? No, absolutely not. I hate them. I despise them. They're one of the worst things in the world. And it's not the fact that it's a, it's a needle. It's the fact that it's something sharp that's penetrating through skin cells, then muscle tissue, you know, through through a layer of your epidermis into a vein. <laughs> the idea freaks me out, man. It really does. Um, so, yeah, I've got to have my needle at some point. Great. Um, I'm at the... What, I'm just starting to tell you what I'm doing this week now. I don't know where that came from. Uh, but I'm going to the dentist. I hate the dentist uh, with a passion because I don't... I, I have a few fears in life, not many, but the ones I have are huge. So I can't stand needles, as I've just said. I don't like people over me, you know, so if I'm sat down and they're stood up, I don't, there's something weird. I don't feel like I could defend myself. And I don't know why. I hope not everyone wants to attack me, hopefully, but I, I have this weird, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just don't like it. Um, and another thing is I do not feel comfortable with people with the faces covered. You know, so that's the only thing which has been a bit problematic under COVID is the masks. I can't see your face. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what your your look is on your face. I don't know how to deal with that. You know, but going to the dentist, I've got someone with the face covered over me, sticking a needle in me. It's overload. So what I've basically had to do now is um, I usually go to this, or I used to go to a dentist near me, but this it's this Scottish woman and she's nice when she's nice. But when she isn't, like if you're worried and scared and need a bit of time, she gets really bothered because it affects her other um, appointments, which is fine. But I always say, I need more time. You know, I can't just have a quick appointment. I need to get the courage up to get in the chair and stay in the chair. Um, and it, it just got to the point last time where she was a bit too uncomforting for me. So now, yet again, for something else which is important in my health, you know, teeth, I've got to look after them. Um, I've got to pay private. And I've seen how much it costs and it's heartbreaking. But, you know, you can pay for a longer appointment. You can choose your dentist. You can, you know, there are other things you can do which are not possible at a dentist that you would be given via the NHS. And I've unfortunately reached that position in life where I've, I've got to take that route because all other routes are now closed. and got a bit of toothache um yeah so that'll be fun this week dropping a load of money to get stabbed in the face um but anyway i hope everyone's doing all right i appreciate the emails that people have sent and they've all been positive and i really do appreciate that thank you very much um and for the couple of people who've wrote on the uh, profile as well or the videos whatever they're called i can tell i'm not a content creator but i thank thanks for just getting in touch and thanks for reaching out sharing stories it's been nice um don't feel so alone anymore but anyway, um, don't know what the next one's going to be about. I keep wanting to do one about the mask, but I need to be in the right frame of mind for that.
But thanks for watching and uh, hopefully I'll see you again soon. So until then, keep smiling. <laughs>